guys. Welcome to episode 171 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. And Steph. And joining us, we have a special guest host, so please welcome Sammy. Hi, everyone. So excited to be here. We're excited to have you join us. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, this is an appropriate first episode for you to join us because later we're going to be talking about two years since the Secret Sessions, and you were at the LA Secret Session. Yes, and I cannot believe it's already been two years. Time flew by. We can't either. There's been so many milestones lately. Oh, I know. So crazy. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. And right now, before we get into the episode, we wanted to do a couple more announcements related to our giveaway that's been going on. We are giving away 13 copies of the new Simon & Schuster book that's coming out called Taylor Swift, This Is Our Song, which you've probably heard us mention on our past few episodes. And we had our first three winners last week. So we have two more winners to announce right now. From our Facebook portion of the contest, we want to congratulate Sawyer. And from Twitter, we want to congratulate Erica. So you guys both won a copy of the book, and we'll be getting in touch with you this week. And if you didn't win, make sure you stay tuned to our Facebook and Twitter and website, because we'll still have eight more chances to win over the coming weeks. It's getting so close. I can't believe it. We're already about to be in October. The next time we record, it'll be October. Right, and the book will be coming out very soon. So now we're going to jump into some older tweets. Our first one is exciting. This is from September 21st of 2009. And Taylor tweeted, just picked out the exact dimensions of my future fireplace. It was exhilarating. (laughs) And this had to have been when she was getting her condo in Nashville. So it's exciting because it reminds me of the song Never Grow Up on Speak Now, which I think is a great underrated song. It is, and I wish that she would perform it again sometime. Yeah, me too. I think it's funny because I'm sure for her, picking out fireplace dimensions was exhilarating. (laughs) Because I don't think I would (laughs) think it was exhilarating. I bet it still is. I bet she picks out as many details as possible of all her various homes. I agree. And the next day, on September 22nd, 2009, Taylor tweeted, Recreating foods that I've had at restaurants, I write the recipes down in a red book with side notes on if they can be made while dancing. (laughs) (laughs) The next one we have is on September 23rd, 2009, and she tweeted, First time I've heard 15 come on the radio in the car. Thank you, 103WKDS. Two exclamation points, so she was super excited for it. Wow. Seven years ago, then. And it's funny that she still gets excited when she hears her songs come on the radio. I mean, 15 was well into her career already, so. And that reminded me of the anniversary that just passed, which was one year since the 1989 Nashville shows, which at one of those shows, she dedicated 15 to Abigail while she was in the audience. Oh. Yeah, that was so nice. Friendship makes me so happy. Well, our next one is from a year later on September 24th of 2010. And Taylor tweeted, Just played an acoustic show with Chris Christofferson, Emmylou Harris, Vince Gill, and Lionel Richie. 
It was one of those magical nights. One of those nights I just need to remember every detail of. All of us sitting on stools, taking turns playing songs, and telling stories. Which I really wish I could have seen live. Two of my friends got to go to that, and I was so jealous. They won tickets. Wow. Do you remember where it was located? It was in L.A., I'm pretty sure. I don't know the actual venue, but oh, it was really small, and they won tickets, and I was super jealous that I wasn't there. Whenever I go to Nashville, I always try and go to these acoustic writer's rounds type shows where it's all lesser known up and coming people playing acoustic and telling the stories of their songs and I always just wish that we could have that with Taylor. Me too. Which I mean we do get it like when she did the Grammy Museum and things like that but I want to be there for it in person. (laughs) (laughs) And so speaking of songs on September 22nd 2011 Taylor tweeted The new Coldplay song, Paradise, is one of the coolest songs I've ever heard. It's like a mythical journey. I feel like we say this all the time, but Taylor tweeted that one time about how one of the few consistent things in her life is her love for Coldplay. And her tweets just always prove that time and time and again. I really strongly predict that that guest performance will happen on the next tour. That would be fantastic. I would really like that. I feel like the only reason it hasn't happened has to just be scheduling. I think so. I'm sure they've tried. And she even went to see them recently, didn't she? At a private show that they had? Right. That was pretty recently. The next tweet we have was on September 21st, 2012, and she said, I'm so excited to be previewing clips of new songs from Red on Good Morning America starting Monday. And then she tagged GMA put some thumbs up and a happy face emoji. So exciting when she starts doing that for new albums. Yeah, that really just feels like yesterday. I remember her being on the stage for GMA, and we got to hear all these new songs. So great. The only time I've ever been excited to wake up early in the morning. (laughs) And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I've noticed a lot of people commenting that even though all of the albums have pretty much come out in the fall, that they think of Red as the fall album. Yes, absolutely. I feel that way, totally. And I don't know if it's just because of the fall imagery and all too well. I feel like that's the main thing that people think of. True. Plus, Red has some autumn references. Oh, that's true. I feel like fun songs, like 1989 type songs, really scream summer. And because Red has so many like sad songs on it, it kind of is like fall type leading into winter type music. I can see that. Yeah, that's a good point. I was just thinking that Speak Now sort of reminds me of winter, and that's probably because of Back to December, which is kind of lame. But But in red, you also have Begin Again, which references Christmas, and you probably think of fall-ish. Plus, even the bonus track, The Moment I Knew, is her birthday in December. Yeah, I guess when you look at all those, it makes sense why people think that. Yeah. I can't believe it's about to turn four. (laughs) it's just crazy and on september 22nd of 2013 taylor tweeted i love these people so much hashtag red tour and she included a photo of the band and the dancers and everybody who was involved on the red tour and of course september 22nd of 2013 was the final show of the red tour which took place in nashville 
and Hunter Hayes was the special guest that night. And Taylor was sick, but she killed it on every level. And she blew her nose in the middle of the show, and we all cheered for her. <laughs> the following year, on September 20th, 2014, Taylor tweeted, I heart radio equals a marvelous time. See photo evidence. And there were photos of Taylor performing Shake It Off, which was one of the very first performances of it, which I was fortunate to be at, and it was amazing. Well, since 2012, I think we kind of got used to Taylor being a huge headliner for iHeartRadio during even-numbered years, 2012, 2014. But here we are in 2016. The iHeartRadio Music Festival just happened, and sadly, Taylor was not involved. Well, we have the Formula One this year, so at least we have that. <laughs> yeah, that's something to look forward to. Her next tweet was almost a year ago, exactly, September 22nd, 2015. She said, I've always wanted to share stage with Dirk Bentley, and last night in KC, I got to. What a great guy. Ugh, I was so mad I missed that. Me too. That would have been so great to see. I feel like she had toured with almost every other big-name country act in the past except for him. Have you guys seen him live before? I've seen him twice. He's great. I've seen him at festivals, so not a full show, but what I have seen, I always really enjoy him. I think I really appreciate Dirks and believe that he's underrated because he writes his own songs, just like Taylor. And a lot of, especially the really popular acts in country these days, don't write their own songs. But as far as country acts who Taylor performed with for the 1989 tour, this would have been something to see. Tied with, I think, her Keith Urban performance. Yeah. And Miranda Lambert would have been cool, too. I would have loved to see Miranda Lambert. Well, those were some great throwback tweets, and now we're going to move right along into our news segment. The first piece of news is that we previously knew that Taylor donated a million dollars to help everybody recover from the Louisiana flooding, but she continues to donate money because the situation has not quite improved and she knows that everybody still needs a lot of help. So she donated $50,000 to the Livingston Parish Public Schools. And then today, as we're recording, it was actually announced that Taylor also made a donation to the Louisiana Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church to help with recovery and rebuild after the flood. Seems like she's donating money every week to something new. She really is. And the great thing is that Taylor's always consistently done this. Right. If you look back in time to when the tornadoes were hitting and when there was flooding in Nashville, she's always made an effort to help. I feel like if she keeps doing it, she's going to run out of money. I just can't fathom having that much money <laughs> that you can give that much away and still be rich. That's so true. I guess a million dollars to her is not that much, so... Like, what would that equivalent be to us? A million dollars? Ten dollars? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like it would be a dollar. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it would be like a trip to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Our next piece of news is that a special magazine has just been released by Condé Nast, and it's called Celebrating 10 Years of Taylor Swift, and you can find it 
pretty much in most grocery stores and newsstands right now. And it's a one of those collector's edition magazines. It's twelve ninety nine, and it has just a nice assortment of different articles and photos of Taylor. It's like a little mini scrapbook. Have you seen this anywhere out yet? I actually just bought it at the airport, but trying to keep it in pristine condition, I have not yet opened it. Oh, okay. I might open it once I secure a second copy. I have to look at the grocery store for it. I haven't seen it out yet. And it did say on it that it will be out on newsstands all the way through the end of the year, which hopefully stores actually do that, but it is supposed to be out for a while. That'll be good for Christmas gifts. Yeah, it's just really nice that publications are recognizing that Taylor's been around for 10 years now. Mm -hmm. Next on our list of news is Austin Swift's new movie, IT, is out now. Is it out in all theaters? At least in the United States. It might be worldwide, though. Oh, cool. And actually, we just also learned that he's filming another movie with Drake Bell. Yes, I saw that. Have you guys heard anything about IT? I haven't really seen any reviews about it. I've heard that it's basically a thriller. Oh. And if you look up just IT without putting periods between the letters, you'll get the really scary clown movie. <laughs> it. <laughs> so don't do that. It's <laughs> I period T period and you'll find it. I guess it's about a family that's being stalked via the internet. That sounds like a thriller. Yeah, it does. I'm very interested to see it. Hopefully I get a chance to. It stars Pierce Brosnan as the main character. Right, that's a big name. And my understanding is that Austin's role is a little bit small, but you have to consider that this is his movie debut. Right. It's a big deal. Seems like just yesterday I was watching him in his play at Notre Dame. Did you see him in his play? I did last year. It was interesting. Is that the one that Taylor went to? Yeah, I wasn't there the same time as her, but per her recommendation, I went to see it later. Oh. Because I think she had posted encouraging people to go check it out, and I only live about an hour from there. How fun. So you definitely need to go see the movie so you can compare. Yeah. Well, in other exciting news, Wildest Dreams has now surpassed 500 million views on Vivo, and that is the fifth time Taylor has had a music video surpassed 500 million and also just so everybody knows the bad blood music video is really close to hitting a billion views so whenever you have a minute go to vivo and rewatch the bad blood video it's a great video so it will be worth your time and let's get bad blood to a billion views and our last piece of news is that on september 24th Taylor attended a birthday party in L.A. for her friend Liberty Ross, and what was really exciting about this party was that she had a new haircut. Yeah, she seems to have a full set of bangs now. It's funny because I didn't notice anything when I saw the photos, and then I saw, like, news outlets and tweets saying, like, Taylor got a new haircut, and I was like, where? I want to see pictures, and then only to find out they were talking about this birthday party, and I was like, oh, it didn't look different to me. <laughs> I think that she didn't cut off too much of the length. I think she just made it a little bit choppier. So more blunt bangs, I guess. And when I looked harder, I could tell. But Yeah. I actually noticed a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like her hair was getting longer because she last chopped it off 
right before the Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to be growing back. So I was thinking she was going to grow it longer again, but Mm -hmm. I guess not. Maybe she had to grow it out to get these particular layers to work. Oh, yeah. Good point. And so I was just wondering what you guys think based on this haircut that does that mean anything about what her new style is going to be? It could, because, you know, she likes to base her eras on her hairstyle. So if she has a new hairstyle, it could mean she's trying to define what the next style of the era would be. Can't really decide what that era will be, though. Yeah, this year has been particularly confusing for me. Right. Because you had the beginning of the year, she started out with a really chopped haircut that I just talked about for the Grammys. And then she went with the platinum Mm -hmm. hair. And then she was doing the curly hair. And now she's got a full set of bangs. So I just feel kind of confused. I don't know. What does it all mean? Last year, I really thought that she would completely change her color, which she did. She bleached it. But I was thinking she would do something darker, like a brown or Maybe even a red, like in the Bad Blood music video. And that was based on my guess that the new album would maybe be more of a rocky kind of a feel. I think that she's been trying out all these different styles, just trying to decide what she's going to look like for Texas. Oh, yeah. So what do you prefer, though? Of everything she's done in the past year, I have to say I was very happy when the curls were back. Me too. Hands down. (laughs) And. Seeing it short and curly was still a brand new look, and I really liked it. I honestly, and I know it was like an unpopular opinion, but I really liked the bleach blonde look. It seemed very rock-ish, and I also agree that her next music style will be a little on the rock side, and I thought it fit that vibe. Yeah, I really thought that hairstyle was going to stick around for two years. Me too. I think my issue with having full bangs right now is that look just reminds me so much of the red era. And like we were just talking about earlier, I love the red era. It's such a great album, but it is kind of sad. It was a sad era. It was. And I associate her full bangs with that era. And that era also reminds me of sadness. And so I don't know. I prefer the bangs the way she had them during the 1989 era. So this weekend I was visiting Nashville and I stopped into this boutique that was sort of like a bohemian, sort of like hippie style boutique. And they had a gallery wall with pictures of all these different celebrities. And there was a picture of Taylor, but it was a picture of her from like a concert. So I asked them if she had ever worn their clothes and they're like, no, but we really want her to. So we just put her on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I feel like that's one look she hasn't tried is sort of like the bohemian look. Right. I guess the closest she gets to that is when she wears free people type clothing. Yeah. Well, it seemed to me like Taylor may have been in Nashville this past week because we just didn't really see her at all until she went to the birthday party in L.A. So maybe she'll discover that story. Well, speaking of our predictions for the next era, I think it's time now for us to, for our main discussion, take a look back two years ago at the Secret Sessions. What a way to bring in a new era. 
So, Sammy, you were at L.A., which was the first and second secret session. Yes. Now, which one were you at again? So I was in the second L.A. session, so in the afternoon. But at the time, we had no idea because they didn't let the first group post anything on social media. So we had no idea that there was already one that happened in the morning. So tell us from the beginning, just your whole experience getting selected. Well, so it started, it actually started with my best friend and her little sister had both gotten private messages, the infamous private messages on Twitter, where they were told they have a once in a lifetime opportunity. And if they're interested to reply back with their information and we all just knew something really cool was going to happen, but we had no idea what it was. And I was jealous that I didn't get a message also. Um, but I think it was only like an hour later, I got the same message on Twitter from Taylor Nation. And so the three of us were so excited and couldn't believe that all three of us got this message. And it was a Thursday and they told us to meet at the secret location on that following Saturday. So we had two days to kind of just freak out and predict what was going to happen at this event. We thought maybe it'd be like Taylor would perform something or we just had no idea really. And so on Saturday, we met at the secret location in LA and there was about 30 other fans there and none of us knew what was happening. We had to check in our phones, our purses. Uh, we basically weren't allowed to have anything on us. And they put us on a bus. And at this point, I think we all knew that we were going to meet Taylor. Like, we knew that was going to happen. But I, at least I still didn't know that we were going to actually go to her, her actual house. So we drove probably only like five, ten minutes in Beverly Hills. And next thing we know, we are pulling into Taylor Swift's house. And we all freaked out on the bus. And... um they let us out of the bus and into her backyard and it had all this food set up in her backyard, like pizza and sushi and fruit and dessert of all kinds and just everything you could possibly want. And then of course, like water and different drinks and things like that. And they basically just said, grab a plate, make yourself at home, get some food, eat some dinner and just hang out. I always hear about how amazing the food was. I I was really nervous. It was actually hard to eat. So like, I like had put stuff on my plate, but like I couldn't, I couldn't just relax as if it was just a casual dinner and I'm just going to eat dinner as if I don't realize I'm in Taylor's backyard. So <laughs> I put pizza on my plate. I think I got a cookie or something, but I couldn't even really eat because I was like nervous and excited and I didn't, they wanted it to seem like we were just casually eating dinner, but I couldn't get out of my head that I was in Taylor Swift's backyard. I couldn't just eat like it was any other day. And so after we, and, and Taylor Nation was taking pictures of us in the backyard the whole time. Just, just eat like you're being, you know, just normal dinner and we'll take pictures of you in the backyard. <laughs> so after we were done, they let us into her living room. It was surprisingly small. And I think her, her whole house was, yes, large in size and obviously a beautiful house, but not what you would expect for a really rich and famous celebrity. It seemed to me very homey and humble, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Like it wasn't like extravagant, wasn't all shiny and perfect. It seemed like lived in, which I guess is Taylor's style. So we sat down and my friend and her sister, we kind of were sitting on a bench that was close enough, but we wanted to be closer. 
So we like stood up and we were just going to stand behind this couch. And um, so we were standing there and then Taylor walked in and of course everyone freaked out. There's crying and they passed around tissues and all that. And then Taylor says her lows and then she sits down and she looks at me and my friends and they're like, oh, you can sit down on that bench that's maybe like two feet behind us. And we're like, oh, that's too far. We wanted to be closer. <laughs> and so like as if being two feet farther behind was going to make a difference, but we didn't want to be that far. So they like made some room on the couch so we could sit a little bit closer. But I thought that was nice that she <laughs> she was like, are you sure you want to stand the whole time? So then she went through each one of her songs and described what they all were about and the writing process behind them. And there was a room that we had seen in her house with the door open that had a big piano in it. And I think it was I Know Places that when that was finished, her mom was like, Taylor, tell her, tell everyone where you wrote that song. And she's like, oh, in that room right there that has the big piano. So we like could see exactly where she even wrote that song. That's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then we had our break and everyone wanted to go to the bathroom. Like, of course, not everyone had to actually the need to go to the bathroom, but I wanted to see what the inside of her bathroom looked like. When we went in there, she had like these, I'm sure you guys know already, but the napkins that have the TS on them. And I remember being in the bathroom like, wow, I really want one of those, but like I can't steal one of these napkins. Only to find out that she put them in there purposely so that we could take them and everyone else took them, but I was too nervous to take them. So I didn't. Oh. I know. I wish I did. But yeah, it went by super fast. I got to take a picture with her. And for my picture, I asked her if she could pretend that she was presenting her Grammy to me. So <laughs> she's like, I'm posing in shock like I just won and she's like handing her Grammy to me. And... It was over just like that. It was so crazy. And so it was like the best night of my life. And I can't believe it's already been two years. I remember when it was like, wow, it was one week ago and then one month ago and then six months ago. And then I just can't believe it's already been two years. It's insane. It's really flown. That's for sure. Yeah. It's so crazy. How did you come up with that idea for your pose? I really like that. Um, I don't know. Like, so obviously we're all basically in single file waiting to take our picture with her and I wanted to have a good photo that was more than just you know standing next to her smiling so I waited a little bit long I wanted towards the end of the line so I had time to think of it and like of course a lot of people wanted to hold her award and so I was like I want I also want to hold the Grammy because I want to know what it feels like but I didn't want to just hold it and smile so I don't know. Some point during the line, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna ask her to pretend like she's presenting it to me." When I told her that, she was like, "That's such a good idea." Aw. Yeah. Which Grammy was it? It was Mean. Oh. Yeah. It's for Mean. I forget exactly what for for Mean, but yeah. So when you were in the session, were there any particular songs that stuck out to you the most? Yeah, it was Blank Space for sure. And she, like, looked like she was loving every second of, like, having us hear it for the first time. And um, I remember once it was over, I leaned over to my friend and I was like, tell her it should be her next single. And so we were both so nervous. Like, everyone else was just chit-chatting it up with Taylor, but we were, like, too nervous to speak out. So finally my friend, like, just kind of yelled out, like, make that a single. And Taylor looked up and I, she, you could tell, like, she had, like, this biggest, like, I knew from that second from the look on her face that it was going to be a single because as soon as my friend yelled that, she, like, got so happy and smiled. She didn't respond, but, like, I could tell by the way that she 
acknowledged that comment, I was like, oh, that's for sure going to be a single. That's so funny because she definitely knew at that point it was going to be a single. Right. Yeah. Because I remember she filmed the video before the sessions happened. Yep. That's so cool. That's a good memory. And did you guys dance to shake it off with her at the end? Yeah, we all did. It's so funny because like looking, obviously looking back at the video that she released afterwards, I can see myself towards the back of the group trying to like shimmy my way to be closer (laughs) to her. Um, But yeah, we all got up and danced. It was super fun. Were Olivia and Meredith there? Yeah, so Olivia was obviously a social butterfly and letting anyone hold her or pet her or whatever. And she tried bringing out Meredith and Meredith was like spazzing out in her arms. So she was like, Meredith's going to go back in this room. <laughs> so she put her <laughs> away. But yeah, Olivia hung out with all of us. And what sort of baked goods did she have for you guys at that one? She had, I think I mixed up, what was it? I forget which one she had, had at ours. I think it was the... uh eggnog drizzled i forget what she called it but they were homemade the chai tea cookies with the eggnog with the eggnog icing maybe i know that i baked those cookies at one point so i may be mixing it up at the time that i just copied the recipe and maybe it wasn't what she gave us at the session i'm sure the whole thing was a blur it was such a blur and then uh, so when you finally left they told you that then you were allowed to post about it and then you found out that there had been another one Right. And so, yeah, on our way home when we were all driving back home and we're posting it, obviously getting so much attention from, like, all sorts of people. And then I remember seeing pictures of, like, wait, I don't recognize that person. And they, the first group took their pictures outside and we took our pictures inside her house. I was like, who are the people that took pictures outside? And then, yeah, it, we realized that there was a first group and they all, I can't imagine, they had to wait five hours for us to be done or probably, like, even six hours before they can even post anything on social media. I can't even imagine what that what it felt like wanting to tell the world that you have to wait. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. And LA was the only session that had two like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like that's even a lot for Taylor to have done all in one day. Mm-hmm. She had a full day of doing that. And so I've been wondering, and I wonder if you have any thoughts of... Let's say she announces an album soon. Uh huh. What will she do that can top that? Oh my gosh. What can she do to top that? Because she can't just do the same thing, though I'm sure we would all be thrilled if she did. Right. She's so clever, though. Like, I, I can't even, I don't think I could have fathomed the sessions before the sessions happened. She has a mind that comes up with things that I just cannot even them coming up with myself yeah i still wonder how she decided to do all that and figured all that out well i've seen other artists do similar ideas as far as previewing the album for fans in advance where they like rent out studio space or something and invite the fans to that studio so i don't think it's it's not necessarily a unique idea to have fans listen to the song in advance but the unique part was actually inviting her fans to her own home to do it. And all of the planning and the selecting of the fans for months. Yeah, definitely. I know on previous episodes we joked around that she could only top it by inviting fans for a slumber party or... Sleepover. <laughs> I think we also mentioned performing the album live. And I think that's kind of why 
I'm at least stuck on this idea of her just performing a whole new album in Texas next month. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what she does. Either way, no matter what, Taylor always finds a way to top herself. Right. Like, I think in our wildest imagination, we could think of what would be the coolest thing and still not think of what Taylor actually has planned. And then whatever Taylor has planned is going to be much cooler than anything we could think of. And that's what's so great about her and makes her so unique because a lot of artists just aren't even involved in their product and process and promotion of their actual music. But Taylor is so engrossed in every detail and she's so detail oriented that it makes her just such a fantastic businesswoman. I agree. And as of recording, so this is episode 171. We should probably have just only three more episodes that we do before we go to Texas. So we're really getting down to the wire on predictions for that. (sighs) It's going to be so exciting. Whatever comes up, I rack my brain over what she's going to do. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we all gave predictions of different set list combinations that we think she could do if she does her older stuff and not a new album. And I don't know. I think we all spent a lot of time on those predictions, but at the same time, I feel like there's just no way that we can know. Right. There's no way. It will be a surprise and it will be great. So if you guys have any predictions for anything coming up, please contact us and let us know. We always love hearing what you think. And if you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, that downloads our latest episodes for you automatically, which makes it easier for you to keep up with everything. And then throughout the week, you can contact us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. We're swiftcast13.tumblr.com. We're at instagram.com slash theswiftcast13. We're at facebook.com slash theswiftcast. You can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. And all of this is on our website at swiftcast13.com, along with our giveaway, which you can enter every single day on our website as well. So do you guys have any predictions for what Taylor will do in the next few days this week? Hmm. Maybe she'll release or, like, post a picture on Instagram of rehearsal for Formula One. Yeah, I hope something like that happens like i said earlier things were so quiet this past week that i can only imagine she was rehearsing in nashville where people don't usually bother her but she was just in la we haven't really seen her since so i just don't even know where she is right now (laughs) i hope that in the coming weeks they reveal a picture of a special taylor themed race car that's going to be in the race that day that would be super cool Which, they've had Taylor race cars in the past at different events, haven't they? Yes. I know Target had one, or maybe even two. And Big Machine, I think, has had one. But they need a new one specifically for this. They do. I think that seems likely. They should do that. Maybe she'll do, like, a few promotional photos in, like, race car driver gear or something to promote the show. That would be great. (laughs) She should include at least Olivia in that. Or both Olivia and Meredith. Well, as always, we will keep you guys updated on next week's episode. And for now, for episode 171, this has been Ashley. Steph. And Sammy. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.